I just want to say to the people listening, I'm actually in, essentially, it's a beautiful building that you described as the sex mansion, you described as an ex-whorehouse, that the police know it, knew it quite well what it was, and you've just shown me in next to the cooker, you open it up and there is a, a safe that you've tried, and I quote, on many occasions to open when you're drunk. And, and I never ever thought I'd get this as an opportunity. I should be I should be right now I should be in Red Square like you know just like looking reading about the history on a guided tour and I'm about to ask two random but very lovely people am I allowed to try and open your safe can I be my guest is it a combination thing because I would love how cool would that be what a great story in terms of saying thank you to you imagine if I open the safe and there's like wow and and there's someone's hand in it Hello, I'm Matt Price, and this is Conversations with Criminals. I've just got back from Moscow, and I've been home for about two hours. I'm exhausted, but I really wanted to get this this episode out there. This is part one. I was in Moscow for about four days. I'd been to St. Petersburg prior to that. I was doing a couple of stand-up gigs, and they were great, and I taught a workshop And of course, while I was over there, I thought, well, I'll try to arrange to speak to someone who can tell me about crime. And the person I was supposed to meet wasn't able to make it. And I was devastated. And then, by sheer luck, I met today's guest. And she more than made up for it. She is streetwise in two very different cultures. We, as you can probably already tell, we were in unusual circumstances there place where she lives used is beautiful old building and it used to be a brothel and she owns everything inside it including the previous person's safe which she hasn't been able to crack and I thought I'd have a go but I wasn't able to do it either you can hear her friend in the background on a shisha pipe as well which isn't too distracting and I suppose just adds to the ambience and he chips in as well but as I say this is part one I wanted to get this out there. I hope you enjoy it because I had such a great time. And then basically I was in London. The deal I used to go to was like my best friend. Like his, and also I got arrested when I was 13. Okay. <laughs> for smoking outside my school and I got arrested, got a caution for that. And then got arrested the second time uh, for dealing. <laughs> for dealing? Yeah. Okay, come on. So this is all right. The, so just before that, yeah, so I used to know this dealer um, not too far from my school. And me and my friends were like, hang out there all the time. And then uh, there was another dealer across the road that they used to kind of not work exactly together, but sort of and kind of like be friends also and whatever. And I used to know, started knowing both of them. And the other dealer, his best friend, who used to come and buy all his stuff, became was my ex. The guy I said was okay. Yeah, yeah. So I used to do that a lot and everything. And then at uni, he was like, "Why don't you just start selling it?" Because I lived in a, a like halls and yeah, a dorm. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah." And everyone used to smoke. And I was, and he's like, "Why don't you start doing that?" I was like, "Okay, why not?" It didn't make so much money off the weed because I'd smoke a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I can so, imagine. But yeah. then, like, Class A, then that's when I started making a lot more money. What? With, with did you say Class A? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, with Class A. But, um, like what? Did you sell Coke? 
Coke, it's more MD. Uh, a lot okay. of MD, yeah. 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 MD, Cat, and some, yeah, it's Coke sometimes, but but then it was more after when I started selling with my ex, because then we'd cut it and do all these things, and, and so like he, and then he started doing it more, yeah. and I kind of started because so yeah, then I got arrested uh, with my friend. Um, I just came out of my dealers, and uh, so, you know I bought like a so this is how I got but basically bought a pow I only got like a Q so seven grams and I yeah. put it in small baggies right already yeah. ready yeah. to shot and then um we went to the park and started and I was starting like uh, to roll a suit and then I'm like grinding basically in my bag yeah. like this just like hanging on the bench and some guy comes up and he's like what you got in your hands like in uh normal clear yeah, normal clothes and he's like what you got in your hands show me the police badge and I was just like no way, man. So he's like, I'm like, it's a grinder and there's weed. And he's like, okay, you're getting searched and blah, blah, blah. We're getting searched. He calls up, he calls two other cops and everything. They search, well, women, whatever, they search us. And in my, and they're like, mm, okay, like five different baggies and stuff. What the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, it's nothing. I smoke a lot. <laughs> and I just bought all of this. And then, and then in my fucking pocket, I didn't even know it was there. I had, you know, like a, pouch of like a hundred like empty baggies like you know fresh yeah, yeah, fresh yeah. ones okay. i just bought in the market like two days before like oh this is useful because i could have just used to just get them from my deeds but i was like yeah no, i'll get my own yeah so they're like what's this <laughs> and i'm like oh shit and so they're like okay you know arresting you i intend to supply blah 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 sure. so get sent to police station uh i'm like waiting there for ages like this was in the afternoon all night i was like oh my god and they're like, at one point they come to the cell, they're like, are these your keys? I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, close the thing. And eventually they're like, okay, we need the space and we need your cell, so we're going to let you out on bail. You come back tomorrow for your interview. Uh, okay, okay. And they're like, yeah, we searched your flat. And when I come out at the police in the police station, like at the desk, there's like a bag like this big evidence bag full of empty baggies and random shit they just found in my room. They actually went to search my room in my dorm, <laughs> my, my uni, oh, my bong and stuff. Oh, my God. And um, so, and they said to me, like, you know, you're lucky because you, we didn't find, there was no, no drugs in my room. No weed, no, 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 nothing else. No scales and no cash. So I was like, okay. And then uh, okay, I went back home and that night I was like, what the fuck? And I went, I remember I left and I went straight back to my dealers because I had no weed left. And I went, I was like crying. I was like, can you imagine what the fuck is this shit? And then I went back home and then eventually I met some friends for lunch that day. And my friend was like, listen, just say that. You're just a big smoker, and you know, and you, you, and which is true. I kind of saw the big thing of baggies, and I bought it, and I thought I'm, I smoke too much, so I'm gonna regulate my smoking like that. And that's what I told them. I said, um, yeah, I, I, I just buy bigger quantities because it's cheaper, but then I separate it for myself, so I have like one a day. You so know? you can pace yourself. Exactly, and uh, and listen, you, you, you went to my room. You didn't see. You, you saw. You, you cleaned my room of my empty baggies. I'm obviously a big smoker, you know, like. Wow. Uh, so, uh, so that was that. Got another caution. <laughs> so that that was good. And now, and then, uh, by this point, I kind of realized what you can do, what you can say, even with class A. Like, if you get caught with a lot, as long as it's in one lump, you can kind of say it's like personal. It's like consumption, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then I got arrested another time. That was for trespassing, and that was another different crazy story. From like uh, basically this girl, I got arrested that time for when I got arrested for dealing. She was an art student, and she was obsessed with tunnels and trains and railways and stuff like that. And she wanted to do something with that. And she was obsessed with like urban exploring, you know, like so that's like going to visit abandoned train stations and tunnels okay. and all this kind of stuff. And all over London, there's like so so many, and yeah. but a lot of really hard to to uh, access. But she found one like under Camden, Camden Passage, and she's like, um, yeah, you can like she found online like how how to get how to get into it. Uh, there's all a map and everything, and so we went, and it was crazy. Like so we're like going in, and it's like we had to climb through this this fence and look, climb over a wall, then through a fence and a fence, and then it's like some fucking shitty like sewer tunnel, and not like not gross, but you know it still looked kind of dirty and then there's like she she's like oh, there's the shaft and there's like two long like ladders going down pitch black and like for 20 meters at least down uh and she said so we go down like so slowly on one ladder like uh, you know maybe something's broken we don't know so we're going down 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 and then at the end there's like a door and the entrance you go in and it's a huge tunnel so it's like an abandoned tunnel and on one side, it was like, there's a light, and the other side was pitch black. So we'll go towards the light bit, which was like the outside. Okay. We're there, and we're smoking a bit, whatever. We start, well, she's like, come on, let's go take some pictures inside with candles. And, start, and there's holes everywhere. Like, you can't see nothing. And there's like holes and on the tracks and shit. And we start walking back, and we see a light at the back, like right in the end of the tunnel. Like a flashlight. And we're like, what the fuck? She was like, yeah, there can be some hobos living down here. Some mad people. I don't know. And we're like, oh my fucking God. And so we start fucking running, 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 running. Just to find this door again with the ladders. And we're running. And I fall. And I scrape all my jeans off. And I'm like running. And there's like holes everywhere. We find the, the door. There's a two ladders. We, this time we don't give a shit. We're like one on each ladder. Like, rah, like climbing up. Eventually we find the exit. And there's like feds waiting outside, like <laughs> wow. you know, there was motion sensors in the, the tunnel, so <laughs> another caution. <laughs> another caution. So so okay. Of all but I was really lucky because I didn't have weed this time on me. She yeah. had it all. Oh. So did the, she get busted? She got busted for trespassing and weed. And I, if I had weed on me, I I would have been. Mm, it would have been. What happened to her? Well, she, I think she got cautioned too because yeah. it was not a lot. Personal, yeah. wow. Do you know, you've probably been cautioned more times than anybody I've met on this particular journey. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that, that, that's like kudos, really. But <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's like a record. Uh, that's, but that's my point. Like, if I did have weed though this, this other time, oh. it would have, I maybe could have gotten away with it, but I think it would have been still a bit of a... I well, don't know. Everyone's don't know. luck runs out in the end. Exactly. But, but by contrast then, what would happen in Russia if you got caught with weed, if you got caught with that many baggies? So, as I told you that story, so there was that story of my friend. I don't know if you know the story. I have a really good friend who he he gets me the weed through his guy. I don't know if the other guy could say, but... Yeah, yeah. Again, this is actually just as a other thing. I When I came to Russia, I didn't know where to find weed, and I knew... That it's difficult, and as a foreigner, you know, I don't really want to go ask people because the first day when we did my school here in Moscow, they did us like a pep talk and everything, and they said, you know, be careful with the drugs because they said apparently one guy 
I don't know if it's a real story, but it could be. But they were like one guy, like a few years back, a student. By the end of the year, he was outside a club, and a guy approached him and said, "Yeah, you gashish gashish, like do you want some hash?" And the guy said, "Yeah." And he got, and he's like, the guy's like, ah, nope, I'm police. <laughs> and he got stopped, arrested, and had three months in jail. And he probably told his mom he's staying in Russia longer or something. <laughs> wow. So they told us this story the first day we were there. And we were like, shit, you got to be careful, you know? Like, you don't don't accept if anyone offers, rather say no. It's like, if you know the people, it's different. But if someone random just said... But then I've had other stories, like a friend of mine, he's French, and he's smoked weed outside, like Dixie, which is like a, you know, chain of shops just outside, and some, from some guy who's like, yeah, do you want to smoke a bit? And he's like, okay, and then they're just like smoking. You know? So it's a very, like, it's another fine line. You've got to know or, and and know what to do in the right situation. Okay. Uh, we had, like, one guy, so French dropping, like, we had one guy a few years ago, uh, our friend, a, a very close friend of ours, but he got, uh, so he bought, so how you buy uh, weed, for example, outside some restaurants, you can find uh, uh, some small cars, which definitely sell weed. Like you could find two guys who are standing there. That's definitely one guy I knew. He, ne- he didn't speak Russian at all. He, ne- he didn't know Russian and he still came back with weed. <laughs> and I never knew how until like one day I actually like went with him and I saw how like he would go to them uh, uh, and he would give them like 500 rules and they would give him like 5 grams or 10 grams I fuck think. off yeah, yeah, yeah. For 500 rubles. no but this was like 2014 2015 but uh, so this guy got caught by the police okay. how he got caught I don't know all I know is like he had a bag with him and he was walking and the police stopped him. That's like the the version that we, the only version that we came up from, that they stopped him and they searched him. And he's a foreigner and they got it. So they had him in the police car and then he calls a friend of mine and he's like, man, I'm in deep shit. They caught me with this and I'm, I'm, I'm literally fucked. So the police, he told them, okay, how can we solve this? And they were like, okay, 30,000 rubles. Yeah. You, so you, could, you pay here. You yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah. And for 30,000, we gathered the money 30, for them. 30,000 is like 500 pounds or something. Yeah, five, five, Still uh, a lot of dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, $500. Wow. And we gathered that money. And we, we like, okay. And we met uh, behind uh, a building where nobody was there. And it was and it was three policemen inside the car. One of them, like they parked uh, a bit like in front of me. One of them got out, came to me. We walked a bit, and then he was like, uh, he he pulled his uh, his uh, pocket. He opened it, and he's like, okay, put it. Yeah. And we were just walking, and I like casual, like oh, I put like in a kind of like an envelope. I put it. He went back to the car. I was like, they might even take the money and just piss off. And that's it. That's like, we, lo- we lost the risk. guy. Yeah. That lost- must happen. Yeah, oh, lost- yeah, yeah. We, we lost can, the guy yeah. and we lost the thing. And they went and suddenly my friend comes out from the car. He comes out. He's like, okay, okay. <laughs> and he went back to his room. 
and he just didn't speak to anyone for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's like a scene from a movie. It's amazing. So it's like as I told you, like history, it's it's random. Like it depends. But you got. But then, but then there's like. Um, it can be different. I have like, because I have a few stories with people getting caught. It's like three different, three ones that I know really well. And um, so one is the one I said before. So it's like uh, the extreme one, which is the one where I, I so I have a, my friend where I, I get weed from him. He, again, so it's, it's interesting because, so he's a guy from Ivory Coast. And basically, south of Moscow, there's big unis. And they, they have so many students from Africa, Asia, and S- South America, a lot. So it's a very, like, mixed kind of areas, you know. But, uh, and all of them, like, speaking Russian, like, foreigners, but speaking Russian. But, like, so this guy I know, Ivory Coast, he's been here for 10 years nearly, speaks perfect Russian. And, again, like, three, two years in when he came, his friends also came to study and everything, and, uh, yeah, they, they were like uh, talking to girls online um, and the girls were like, yeah, yeah, come, come over, come over, but, you know, bring some weed with you, um, you know, this is the flat, blah, blah, blah. They got all excited, they're like, well, well where do you find weed, but they managed to, because especially stu- if you're around students, because Russians can get anything, like, easy. They know. When, when you're Russian, we'll get back to it, but it's like, when you're Russian, it's like, it's so different. But as a foreigner, you got to be, you know, you got to know and meet the right people. Anyway, they got it quite a bit, but I mean, not even that much, like five grams, let's say, you know? Yeah, so it's not enough. Yeah. And like, uh, they got it, they brought it, they brought a friend with them. <sighs> Come in, they the flat, they open the door, the girls are there, they walk in the flat, like cops everywhere. Uh, they got arrested and those two guys got seven years in jail and I think when my friend was telling me the stories, he was like, yeah, they're five years in. They still have two years left. And the other guy who was just with them got two years. And they got, yeah, and he was like, yeah, they they got sent to like some Moldovan prison. And shit. And, but these are like black guys as well. <laughs> you know, like some crazy shit. Yeah, man. And so this is like, you know, and I know about this because going back to what I said when I wrote my dissertation on drugs uh, here in Russia, I did it on... Heroin, because it's a huge, there's a huge heroin epidemic in Russia. You just wouldn't guess. Well, yeah, and, and, and if you, also Russia is the second biggest country with a, HIV problems. Okay. Uh, because, uh, or country, or like area, let's say, yeah. of uh, HIV problems because of intravenous thing, uh, like needle yeah. sharing and all that, because of the war on drugs that happens. It's kind of like similar to America, you know? So I did my whole thing on that. And my whole dissertation on that and the problem with rehabilitation. So the problem of like this war on drugs and especially focusing on heroin. And then, and then, because I remember watching a documentary about crocodile. I don't know if you know, it's like this new drug that they, they make themselves, which is like similar to heroin, but worse because it's just chemicals. And it's like some, you know, there's really fucked up drugs that, you know, they make in these in these like villages in the end of Siberia or whatever, and okay. it's a really bad, bad, bad problem. And also because it comes, there's a lot of it that stems from like, you know, there's like so many Ru- Russian cities are completely forgotten. Like, there's no work, there's no uh, no jobs, no no living conditions, proper living conditions. Everything is like really, really bad. So like, there's so much prostitution, so much like drug use. 
so much crime and it's so it's really really in so many places and uh and the system is like you know you so i learned about drug laws like anything from like not even half a gram but less than half a gram if you get caught with that that's already like one year two years yeah anything basically that's and that's just weed for example yeah and then, uh, and then I like focused a lot on the rehabilitation system, which is like you know, go they you, if you check yourself into rehab, they'll just like lock you in a bed, like in a room on a bed for two weeks, and then they let you back out. That's it. Uh, like no psychological treatment, no nothing, no no care. And the other one is like religious kind of help. Yeah. But anyway, so that's uh, I knew a lot about the, the drug laws and how hard it, uh, like how. You know, you've got to be really careful with this. But yeah, again, and then go back to some stories that literally happened a few months ago. So my friend got deported. He got caught with, I think he had two or three grams of weed. And he went, that's how most people get their drugs now. In Moscow, I know at least, is through the dark web. So they, uh, you know, you make your fake account, you put the money, you get the bitcoins, and then you, you just go on on the dark web and you order it and I went to pick up a few times drugs like that and they just put it in a place so they put it like the first time they put it in a bin like in some no, not too far away but like so just out of the center and it was like somewhere in a bin they kind of put take a picture of the bin and uh, you go and you have to ruffle through the shit and find it. And we did. And the second time, that was, and we got Coke and we got, we wanted MD, but we got Coke this time. So it was kind of a good thing. <laughs> but then um, the other time, it was in a, in a big building, like a, in a residential building, but like a normal one, not like a fancy one. And it was somewhere in the stairwell, like, it's, you know, they're like 20 floors and it was like 16th floor. You have to go behind and then they're like always with a magnet attached to like a pipe or something and you get it from that. So you pay for it and then you go and get it. But anyway, so yeah, my friend, he went to get another one outside in the street, gets it, walks, walks down the street and cops are there waiting for him. Or like maybe not waiting for him, but you know, they caught him. They said, what was that? And he kind of like tried to throw it away and landed on the curb and they found it. And they got, he got arrested, everything. And because it was less than five grams or less than three grams even, he, he he got deported five years. So he had 12 days to leave the country. And he can't come back and for he can't five come years. And he can't come back for five can't years. Can't come back for five years. But, I mean, that's a lucky escape if you consider oh, the fact that I, that must be some change. But then I have another friend. He, he called me literally when it happened. He's like, you don't know what just happened to me. Like, uh, he, he's like... Um, yeah, uh, I just got stopped by cops and he got like methadone or something and he went to pick it up and again, they, they're like in an unmarked car, like open the doors and they're like, what's that you just got? And he's like, what the fuck? And they're looking and they're like, what's this and everything? And and I think he just kind of was like, and his, his Russian is terrible, like absolutely shit. <laughs> and he's like, ah, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Here's 10,000 rubles or five, I think 5,000 or 10,000 rubles. And they just took the money and left. It, well, he was. He, they sat him down in the car. He gave them money, and which yeah. is not as much. It's like less than a hundred quid, and then they threw the money, and they let, and they even let him keep the thing. That, that's, <laughs> like, what the fuck? that is amazing. <laughs> I mean, it, it's you know, I know, I know someone who orders and just gets it uh, posted, whatever he wants posted. Yeah, to, yeah, to and home, you get it posted. Yeah. But but the the fact that they 
send it to like a, a particular location yeah, yeah. it's very trusting but am i right in saying that the people who sell whatever drug it is they tend to have websites where they have like amazon don't they it's almost like a five-star rating so is the reason that you can trust them because of that i mean how do you know you can trust the person i i don't i don't know if you can i think you just and could it be the five O who were doing it like well, that's my point that's the thing i i re- I was I was thinking like uh, you know this must be like some sort of crackdown they do because there's so many it's I don't know I know about people getting it on the dark web like from pretty recently like five months there's been maybe a little bit more before people would just get it through connections you know yeah but uh, a lot of my friends have been getting it through these like through this system and it's be- become a big thing so I don't know because of become such a big thing now the police are trying to crack down on it and trying to you know like they're the ones posing as dealers but again i don't know or maybe they know that that place is a place where people put are putting stuff there well, so yeah. they're just waiting there they're just waiting around yes and also you can't but, put your drugs you can't just put your drugs so you can't oh we'll put it at a nice hotel or so or whatever can well, you? I, you could i it's rare it's like in a it's in a quiet place mm. so it's not with a lot of people but um, I don't know. And maybe they're just doing it not because they want to catch people, but because they want money, you know? They just want the bribe. That's so interesting. <laughs> but, but if you say, like, we know, we know one guy, uh, I'm 100% sure that when he gets the, like, drugs, he, he, he doesn't, like, he stopped taking drugs, like, about a year ago. So he takes the drugs and he sells them. So he's like more of a middleman, and I a hundred percent I know that it's someone he trusts on the dark web. Oh yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, he was. Then if you that, start yeah. getting bigger quantities, you know, and you, it's always the same guy. You yeah. know, there's someone that you can trust. And he always tells me, "Oh, be right back." He like it's this is in the center, by the way. He like disappears for ten minutes, comes back. Oh, it was under this tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happens. You're like you, you send the money, and then you're waiting, and then you get a picture and a kind of explanation of where it is, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you go. Is that? I mean, I, I, I it makes me laugh. It's very funny. <laughs> under the tree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Is yeah. it? Is it like an adventure going to get it? And well, I. That's, it's like that time when we went to get it in that bin. Basically, the, so we, they send the address, and you we just took a cab because cabs are so cheap, and we just like took a cab there and whatever. And, and then we're like trying to look, and and but there's there's not a lot, but some it was nighttime, but some people were walking by, so it's kind of like, and then again like ruffling th- like underneath, and I was like fuck this, and we couldn't find it for like half an hour, and an event it was really like underneath inside the. Like not in the bin with the rubbish, but underneath the kind of thing that holds the bin, and it was uh, attached with a magnet on a thing, and there was a number on it, on the packet, and so and I told you, and maybe we want we we ordered MD and we got coke. I thought maybe maybe there was a few packets, and we and there's like a number you're oh, supposed to get or something. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> But you know, I would imagine the Russians are like walking past by you, like look at those petty, <laughs> petty foreigners rummaging through the garbage. They need to find oh, a job, great. you know. That's, that's great. Yeah, but but then you know, like I so my usual my guy that guy from Ivory Coast, he would get me stuff very easily. No matter when I called, I can get some stuff. 
it was a bit expensive. But like for a gram, it's like fifteen pounds or something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, but then there's the deal if you get enough and stuff. And then some, I've done a few times. Well, one or two times. Like uh, I had another friend, a Syrian friend, and he bought some friends over, and I sold like triple the price <laughs> to them because <laughs> they have no idea and they're like filthy rich anyway. Yeah. So you could. I, I made quite some money, but that was just a one-off. Because, uh, I mean, it's, it's just not worth it here. But, but the guy he, my friend gets it from, he's another foreigner who's growing it. He grows it in his house. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I personally don't know that guy. But, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. No, yeah, no, I'm just it, interested. I, you know, obviously. But I know that he's a foreigner. And, and I think he's also like a student guy, but who's been here for years and years. But he's growing it in his own house. But, um, yeah. And, go yeah. So, like, I would get it from this guy. But... I started speaking to Russians and, you know, when you kind of get more comfortable, and, you know, they say, yeah, we, we also smoke, whatever. They're like, it's, it's piss easy to find drugs. <laughs> like, it, you, it's so easy. We have so many connections and this guy can do it, this, that, but they're all Russians, you know? Yeah. So you, you've got to, it, once you know them, then it's, it, and then it's very easy. And I had a bouncer in the, the bar I go all, I used to go all the time. It's like a, a kind of like my home. We all heal so mm. And there was a bouncer there before, uh, some Russian dude, and he'd always like, so I would always go there, and I'd be like, okay, I've got a bit of weed, or I've got maybe a bit of this from somewhere, I don't know where, don't know where I found it. And he's like, yeah, let's trade, and he'd have the best shit, and he's like, it's so easy to find what you're on about, and this and that, and then he'd disappear. Never, he stopped working there, and they, I never they, got his they, number. They found out that he sells... Uh, I bet. I know the story, like how this bouncer got uh, kicked from the place. Because they, uh, he was, he was, so he was sell at the beginning, uh, I knew that he was selling, but he wasn't like to everyone he would see. And then when the World Cup started yeah. and right after it, he would just start selling it, like taking people behind the bin and then coming back. <laughs> and one guy noticed this and he told the manager, he was like, hey man, your place's reputation is already in the shit. Now it's, now your place is like this. So watch out, man. Yeah. So like they had to, okay, man, you, you, we have to let you go. <laughs> even there, like we'd smoke outside, like, but yeah. it's like, it's a kind of, it's right in the center, but it's kind of like a hidden, a hidden kind of back alley place. Yeah. Uh, so, and that smoke constantly there and like, I mean, but there's never been till now, like problems, but I mean, and yeah, actually, I just remembered when I first came here as a student, my other friend, she always, she smoked as much as me and she, and she got this, she had made friends with this Russian guy she randomly met on Tinder or something, but they became friends and, um, and he was like a computer geek sort of, and he was like, he didn't smoke, but he was like, oh, I can probably find you this on online and he, we got it off the dark web that first ever time I remember and apparently he cut his, he tried to get it through a pipe and he cut his hand on it because it was like some pipe shit. <laughs> But, but the thing is, I mean, it's not, and plus it's not bad quality. It's always pretty good weed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it has to be because it, it, it depends is. on where you get it from. I know that was the, like, I think it was, I think it was, they called it Canazon, I think, at one point. Yeah. You can get a five-star review. So if if it's underweight, and my, my friend, you know, if it's underweight, he emailed them and said, look, I'm sorry, it was underweight. And someone yeah. even sent him an apology. No way. And some extra weed. Please <laughs> take this as a sample. 
And you can basically, because what they want is repeat business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they want five-star reviews. Yeah, they want the star. And I said to this person, is it possible, like, what can't you get? And he said, well, you can't get suicide pills <laughs> because you can't get a five-star review. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no repeat business. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this is fascinating. There's more dustbins involved than I anticipated. Like, you know, and uh, wow. t- t- tree trunks, yeah. And tree trunks, <laughs> <laughs> Can I pause it? Yes. Can I pause it? <laughs> so that's the end of part one. Thank you very much for listening. Please, as always, like, comment, share, subscribe. It's all very much appreciated. I'll be back with part two, but for now, I'm going to go and have a lie down. So I'll uh, I'll speak to you soon. <laughs>